it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello and welcome to this episode of New Horizons. This is the first episode in our holiday series. We're featuring extracts from a recently held Blind Citizens Australia Happy Hour. That was on the 3rd of December. The Happy Hour was entitled The Year That Was, looking at 2020 from Blind Citizens Australia's point of view. I'm going to hand you over now to Emma Benison, CEO of Blind Citizens Australia, the host of the event. First of all, I'd just like to um, introduce our president, um, John Simpson AM. Uh, And John is uh, just going to talk to us now a bit about um, the board and its um, strategic priorities, along with um, quite a a lot of other things, which he's going to try and get through in five minutes. So good luck, John. Your time starts now. Ah, Thanks, Emma. The board, of course, is responsible for, if you like, governing the Uh, organisation to its oversight and that really comes into about four areas. The first of which is what we might call governance and accountability. So that's all of those things such as um, monitoring the uh, finances, the expenditure and income against the budget and approving budgets and um, managing uh, or overseeing our investments uh, uh, policy and those sorts of things, making sure that We have appropriate policies in place in terms of working conditions for our our staff, in terms (coughs) of accounting to our various grant holders for the monies that we so willingly spend that they provide. The second area is planning for the future, and that's what we might call our strategic planning or strategic direction, and I'll come back uh, to that in a moment. The third area is around the sustainability and the growth of the organisation, and that includes both the financial sustainability, making sure that we have sufficient uh, income to do the things that we see as priorities, but also making sure that uh, we are connecting with the organisation's stakeholders, our members, all people across the community who are blind or vision impaired, the providers of various specialist services and, of course, uh, um, various government funding agencies and independent funding bodies and so forth. And the fourth area is um, an important one for this year in terms of planning for the future and that's succession planning. We've made it fairly public that um, I intend to stand down as president uh, at the next annual general meeting and... Um, of course, Emma will have had uh, more than five years with us as CEO by that stage, and uh, this is a very demanding job. So sooner or later, she'll be uh, making a move on to her next career challenge. Um, so we have to make sure that in terms of those positions and in terms of our board and our various board committees, that we have people with the uh, skills, the ability and the enthusiasm to carry the organisation uh, forward. Um, When I talk about our strategic planning, BCA um, operates under a strategic plan that was approved approved by the board um, around 12 months ago. And there are five high-level goals that are part of that uh, plan and then a number of objectives and um, 
uh, measures that we put against each of those. And I thought it was worth just touching on those five goals. The first of those is uh, to ensure the quality of membership engagement and communications. The second is connection with key community stakeholders. So as I say, um, not only people who are members or potential members, but also the uh, service provision organisations, corporations, governments and so forth that uh, uh, have a relationship to what we're trying to achieve. The third is capacity building and leadership development, and we've done a lot of work on that area over the last uh, few years and we'll do more in the, in the future. The fourth is um, diverse and sustainable funding. It's very important in an organisation uh, such as BCA that we're not dependent on one funding source, but we have a range of funding streams so that uh, um, we're not um, held captive by any one uh, funder saying, uh, we expect that you'll do things this way. Um, and also that, uh, of course, if a funding stream happens to dry up, as happens with government grants and other things from time to time, uh, that we uh, have other funding that will minimise the impact of that. And the fifth is high-quality, well-targeted advocacy, campaigning and peer support. And, of course, they're the, the outcomes of the organisation that po most people know us by our, uh, our advocacy, uh, both individual and, uh, uh, and systemic advocacy, including campaigning such as for audio description and things like that, uh, but also the work that we've been doing in supporting our members to develop their skills uh, and, uh, uh, and, and, and their confidence in working together and providing mechanisms so that our members can, in fact, work with each other. The board operates with uh, three standing committees. Uh, these are permanent committees that uh, rotate from year to year. The first of those is the National Policy Council, which um, has been led up until this last AGM by Fiona Woods. And uh, it sets its priorities in terms of developing public policies and thinking through how we best communicate the needs of people who are blind or vision impaired. And many members will remember that about 12 months ago, we did a lot of work in relation to the services that blindness service organisations provide. And we developed a very strong public policy statement in that area. More One recently, minute, we've been doing a lot of work in relation to healthcare, and uh, we see that in 2021 we'll uh, uh, add to that work and also start and develop uh, work in the areas of education. Um, we also uh, have a Finance Audit and Risk Management Committee, which is fairly self-explanatory in terms of managing our finances looking at the risks that any organisation such as BCA faces from time to time uh, and uh, uh, more particularly these days with uh, the uh, onset of the coronavirus pandemic, we did a lot of work in business continuity and so forth uh, in that sort of thing. The final two points I want to make are that the board has recently recommended to our annual general meeting and, and was approved that um, we discontinue the practice of charging a membership fee when people wish to join the organisation. We took a short-term decision in this area uh, at the start of the pandemic and it certainly assisted 
and made it possible for many more people to join the organisation. And at the AGM last Saturday, we confirmed that until further notice, we'll set that membership fee at zero dollars. Um, and the last thing I want to say is that one of the challenges that we'll look to in this coming year is uh, it's time that we reviewed our constitution. Not that there are any major uh, issues with it, but constitutions tend to get out of date as um, expectations of the community change and also as the needs and, and structure of the organisation changes. And one of the things that we will look to doing is looking very much uh, at a discussion around members' rights and responsibilities. And we'll hold one of these BCA inform evenings in the first half of the year to uh, hear from our membership about what they see as reasonable in terms of the rights and responsibilities of members. Emma, I think that just about cuts out my five minutes, so I'll hand back to you. Yeah, thanks, John. Um, I think you did very well to get through it. Um, um, I just want to now just talk briefly about um, some of the more operational things, and then I'm going to hand over to Angela and Sally. Briefly, many of you m will be aware um, that we, at the beginning of the year, we did um, undertake a bit of a restructure of the organisation because we received some funding from um, the NDIS, which enabled us to create a couple of general manager roles. And so um, Angela has taken on the role of general manager operations um, and Sally has taken on the role of general manager projects and engagement. And um, then we also have um, uh, underneath that um, a policy, the policy and advocacy team and the projects and engagement um, team. So um, that's, that's working extremely well. It means that um, I am much better supported um, than I was previously and it enables me to um, do some of the more strategic work that, um, you know, members um, should expect of me as CEO. So um, we spend um, a lot of time uh, representing the interests of members um, on uh, external forums um, and, and they are becoming more and more intensive um, with the Disability Royal Commission, with the NDIS um, changes, with COVID and the fact that um, DSS, uh, the Department of Social Services, is expecting more of us. Um, it, is, it is becoming really, really challenging, even, even with our current staffing level of 17 staff um, to, to manage that, uh, to manage those expectations. Um, and speaking of um, staff, I, I just want to make the point that we now, yeah, as I said, have 17 staff um, based across five states. Um, I think we have been very lucky in terms of um, COVID that, you know, because we already had the remote working model, um, that's made it much easier for us. But there are still staff that we've employed in the organisation this year that I haven't actually met, which really um, disturbs me, um, although they report feeling um, very connected and, and probably more connected in this organisation than they, than they have in some other organisations. So that's, that's good to know. Um, we also um, have a range of partnerships, and I'm not 
going to go into them all now because um, that will take too long. But I would just refer you to our uh, year in review report for those of you who haven't had a chance to read it yet. We we presented um, that at the at the AGM uh, last Saturday and it was uh, it was approved and uh, it's on our website and also available to you in. Um, uh, your format, your preferred format on request. You just need to give us a call um, about that. Um, and I just briefly want to touch on Kathy's uh, work. So Kathy um, is responsible for a number of different things, but chiefly um, social media. Uh, and Kathy asked me to let you all know that our social media engagement has quadrupled. Um, in the past 12 months, which is fairly significant. Um, we've got something like 1,500 followers now on Facebook um, and um, lots and lots of engagement. The, the engagement is just um, really ramping up, mainly due to um, the CEO videos that we started doing um, and, and I think also, you know, the various virtual events like happy hours and things that we've been running. Um, the other thing that Kathy focuses on um, is funding. And in terms of funding, um, we are being quite selective uh, these days in terms of what funding we, um, uh, we apply for. Um, we, we are an organisation now with a, with a turnover of um, approximately $1.6 million. Um, and so obviously we have to determine you know, what, what funding is, is it most valuable, most beneficial for us to apply for? Um, but it, we do think that it's really important that we don't just focus on, you know, huge um, buckets of money. It's very tempting to think that that's, that that's the best approach because obviously if you're going to spend the time applying, you, you're better off to, to focus on larger amounts of money. But we are still very much in need of those smaller amounts too, like, for example, the funding that we get from, the Department of Social Services to support our conventions and other smaller amounts of money that really do make a, a tangible difference um, a direct and are a direct benefit to our members, which is obviously why we exist. And that ends this first episode from the year that was the recently held Blind Citizens Australia Happy Hour Conversation. I'll join you again next week. We'll